Mino Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. We've officially made it to the second week of November. Y'all, I'm getting so old. You know how I know we're getting old? Because time is just flying by. Now, when I was younger, I used to think time was going by slowly. Now, I wish that time would slow down. We were just talking about Halloween and Halloween costumes. And now, Thanksgiving is too weeks away. I just can't believe it. Y'all, you better start your Christmas shopping now because before you know it, Christmas will be here and you'll be in Walgreens trying to find something the day before Christmas for those people that you didn't think were going to come. Yeah, for them, those little mugs with the candy in it. Don't do that this year. Don't do it. Find yourself a real gift. Shop ahead of time. I'm telling you now, Christmas season is officially here. Get your trees out, put them up. Let's enjoy this holiday season. Anyway, all right, so some of you have asked several questions about medication use in pregnancy, specifically for treating depression and anxiety. And unfortunately, there's a lot of issues with depression and anxiety going on, especially in light of the pandemic. For some people, this is going to be their first holiday without a loved one um, because of the pandemic last year. So I thought it was important to discuss the topic of antidepressant use in pregnancy. Now, the decision to use an antidepressant during pregnancy, in addition to counseling, is based on balancing the risk versus the benefits of that antidepressant. So the biggest concern we have with people using antidepressants is, is this something that's going to actually cause your baby to have a birth defect? And is it something that's habit forming and can cause you to have withdrawal symptoms um, later in pregnancy or cause your baby to have withdrawal symptoms? So overall, the risk of birth defects and other problems with babies who take antidepressants is pretty low, depending on the type of antidepressant you use. However, some of them we should avoid because they do have a higher association and a higher risk of complications in your baby. Now, as we always say in our disclaimer, this is not intended to substitute the judgment of your provider and certainly not intended to take the place of counseling or of your psychiatrist. Okay, so talk to your care team before you make a decision to start or stop an antidepressant, okay? Your entire care team. But we're gonna go over which medications are generally considered an option for antidepressants if you use it. And I wanna make sure I'm saying, this is not saying if you have a depressed mood, you should automatically start medicines like antidepressant, okay? This episode It's for people that have done counseling, they've been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, or a mood disorder, and they want to know generally what's considered safe and why we switch certain medicines in the pregnancy to others to make sure that we're the safest we possibly can get. Now, I'm always going to be for trying with no medication, meaning going to therapy, going to counseling, and medicine does not take the place of that, okay? But if you're on an antidepressant already, Here's which ones are safe and here's 
which ones that you would be switched to if you are on a medicine that's not in these classes. Okay. So generally speaking, antidepressants are lumped into about four different classes of drugs. Okay. So you have a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor or it's abbreviated SSRIs. So you've probably heard of SSRIs. At least you've heard that abbreviation. You may not know what it meant. And these are generally considered an option during pregnancy. They're very, very safe, meaning the potential risk is very low compared to the benefit. Most studies show that SSRIs aren't associated with birth defects. However, Paxil is the exception, and that might be associated with a small increased risk of heart defects if used in the first trimester, and therefore it's generally discouraged. Okay, that, so that's the SSRI specific one that has been associated with heart defects, Paxil. Also, the generic name is paroxetine, okay? Now, if you've taken these medicines and you've already passed the first trimester and you're on it, we're not gonna tell you to stop even Paxil, okay? Because you're already beyond the point that it will cause damage to the pregnancy. But if you're on medicine and you're getting a preconception consult or you're very early in the pregnancy, like you just found out you had a positive pregnancy test, your OBGYN will probably switch you from paroxetine, aka Paxil, and put you on another SSRI. So we do have citalopram, which is the same thing as Celexa, and sertraline, which is Zoloft. Those are considered pretty safe in pregnancy, okay? Now, some babies that are born to moms that are on SSRIs end up having being a little bit smaller. So if you're on um, this antidepressant, any of these, honestly, you will need uh, growth scans periodically, meaning ultrasound to look at the growth of the baby throughout the pregnancy. Okay, so we usually do those generally every four to six weeks to check the size of the baby to make sure the size remains consistent. Okay, um, but other than that, there's very little risk with SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors in pregnancy. And usually we go to that first line. So if I have somebody that needs an antidepressant, if they're a smoker, I'm going to go to Wellbutrin, which I'll get into in a second. If they're not, I usually put them on Zoloft or one of the SSRIs first line. Now you also have a serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. We abbreviate those SNRIs. Now those are considered an option um, in pregnancy as well with very little side effect profile besides the fact that is it, there's a, a small risk that your baby can uh, have growth issues, okay? And so those are things like Effexor, Cymbalta. You've heard of these before. So very similar to the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, but you also have norepinephrine reuptake inhib inhibition as well. And all this means is it blocks certain receptors that cause you to be happier in the brain, okay? That's all that means, okay? So just so you're like, what is that? Just it blocks receptors and it makes you happy. Okay. Then you have uh, Buspar or what's called Bupropion, which is uh, as well as Wellbutrin. Now, although these aren't generally considered the first line in pregnancy, they are options if you tried the other two classes and they just didn't work. Okay. And again, there's some research that shows that some of these uh, bupro uh, Bupropion and Wellbutrin can be associated with miscarriage in the first trimester, okay? And then Buspar, Bupropion, can be associated with heart defects when used in the first trimester. But the association is very low, and we have to weigh the risk of taking the medicine versus the benefit of taking the medicine. And if you're beyond that first 
six to eight weeks, which is when that heart starts to develop, then it's more beneficial for you to be on it if you need it than to not be on it. Okay. So this is still generally considered very safe in pregnancy. And so if you're on this one, then the only thing we would do, like I said before, is follow the growth and make sure the growth of the baby is okay. And the last uh, drug is what's called tricyclic antidepressants. Now this class of medicine includes Pamelar as well as Norpramin, okay? I know those are some big words, but just remember they are tricyclic antidepressants or what's abbreviated TCAs. Now they are also not considered first or second line, but if you haven't responded to the other medicines, then we put you on this. Now this one, TCAs, we tend to avoid in the first trimester because some of them can be associated with some birth defects. So we have to be really careful about which ones we put you on. But again, if you're beyond the first trimester, this is the one we will put you on. Now there are some anxiolytics, okay, like Ativan, Xanax, um, that can that that we sometimes use when people have anxiety and depression. We generally don't put you on those medicines because some of those can cause issues with withdrawal symptoms in the baby if you use it in the third trimester within that first within the two weeks of delivery. So we don't want babies to have issues with withdrawal or trim or tremors or anything like that. So we tend to stay away from um, what's called benzodiazepines in pregnancy, which are generally not used for depression. They're used for anxiety. Um, so we try not to do those. Sometimes intermittently, we can put people on those if you have to absolutely have them. And sometimes we treat anxiety also with an antidepressant like Zoloft that has some benefit as well. But uh, we try to avoid benzodiazepines, Xanax, Ativan very late in the pregnancy because of issues with uh, the baby having withdrawal symptoms like seizures and tremors. Okay. And then there has been associated uh, some associated behavioral issues in babies like ADHD um, and things like that. So we don't want that to happen. Um, of course, again, with all this, we have to weigh the risk of you taking the medicine versus the benefit of you taking the medicine. And all that is a very personal decision that you should make with your device, with your uh, provider. And we individualize that for, so for some people we may not recommend it, but for others, if you're having issues with coping, the most important thing is that you cope. Okay. Now, if you're not on one of these class of drugs or you have a mood disorder causing a mood, requiring a mood stabilizer, then you should talk to your OBGYN, your psychiatrist and, or your maternal fetal medicine provider to make sure you're on the safest possible drug during the pregnancy. Now, don't just stop your medicines cold turkey. We don't want you to do that, okay? Because we don't want you all of a sudden having issues with severe anxiety and severe depression, okay? We know that there are studies that show uncontrolled um, moods can impact the growth of the baby and can impact the outcome of the pregnancy in general. And that's why the goal is to keep you stable throughout the pregnancy. So please don't stop cold turkey, Go ahead, talk to your provider about switching to a safe alternative. And the, the best time to talk about it is before you get pregnant. Okay, so these are things that I usually address with the preconception consult. I go through each one of the medicines and say which ones are safe and which ones are not safe so that you know, hey, I'm okay taking this one. Or no, I need to switch to something temporarily for the first month and a half of pregnancy, and then I can switch back. So 
you will plan for that with your OBGYN or maternal fetal medicine provider to make sure that you're safe before you get pregnant. Now, if you haven't had a preconception consult and you're already pregnant, breathe for a second because you're probably already beyond the point that these medicines will cause any harm. And if you're on something like a benzodiazepine that I talked about that could cause issues with withdrawal and jitteriness and seizure of the baby, talk to your provider now and say, I listened to Pregnancy Pearls and she told me to talk to my provider because of, of increased risk of withdrawal uh, in the baby after delivery or what's called um, abstinence syndrome, neonatal abstinence syndrome. And they can talk you through whether it's safe for you to continue versus you need to come off of it. And again, this is all based on if you're going to be stable off of it, because we can't have you having issues with withdrawing either, because that can put you at risk for losing your pregnancy. All right. So now that we know a tad bit more about antidepressants in pregnancy, let's go to some cases. Our first case is a 31-year-old who is 17 weeks pregnant with her first child. She has a history of depression and was previously on Zoloft prior to pregnancy. She stopped Zoloft once she found out that she was pregnant. Now she is crying often, sleeps all day, and doesn't have energy to go to work. Her husband voiced a concern about her mood. She refuses to take her medicine because she read that it will cause harm to her baby. She was referred for consultation to discuss her risk with this pregnancy. Okay, moms, I know that we just do the best that we can, right? Like most of my moms really want to make the best decisions for their baby. They won't want to take anything to harm their baby, even if it means sacrificing your own health. And that is a mama bear instinct. But we have to realize that when we take care of ourselves, that takes care of the baby. If we have a depressed mood, then that can impact the pregnancy and the baby. If you're in a good mood and you're stable, that helps the baby and that helps with the pregnancy. So we have to think about that, moms. That's not being selfish. You have to help yourself and take care of yourself so that you can be the very best version of yourself for your baby. And this holds true during the pregnancy. So I know that you thought you were doing the right thing by stopping your Zoloft when you find out you're pregnant. Okay, because you didn't want it to cause harm. You didn't want to know what it would do. But I will encourage you and everybody listen to this to say, do not stop cold turkey. Email or call your provider and say, is this safe for me to take? And if they say no, then say, what is a safer alternative for me? Okay, so it should be more of a switch of medicines, not a stop cold turkey. But you're on Zoloft. And remember, I already went into Zoloft. Zoloft is an example of one of our selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or what's abbreviated as SSRIs. So this is actually one of the first line antidepressants in pregnancy. So this is generally safe. So I would not have told you to stop this. Um, the other piece that I want to mention is sometimes when people are pregnant because of the hormones of pregnancy, it can cause your thyroid to be a little under controlled. Now, I would recommend that your thyroid is checked and to make sure that you don't have any underlying thyroid disease that's also contributing to your crying and your sleeping all day and your lack of energy, okay? Yes, these are symptoms of pregnancy combined with depression, but we always want to rule out other issues that could occur that could exacerbate your symptoms, so that's the only other tidbit I would recommend, just making sure that nothing else is going on 
So we wouldn't just assume that this is because you have depression, but I want to encourage you, don't ever stop your SSRI. Don't ever stop your antidepressant until any medicine, really, until your OBGYN or your specialist that prescribed it tells you to and then switches you to a safe alternative. The case pearl for this case is SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors are generally safe in pregnancy and should not be discontinued if you need them. All right, medical intern, what's our second case? Our second case is a 26-year-old who is 12 weeks pregnant with her second child. She has a history of bipolar disorder and is on Seroquel. She also has a history of hypothyroidism and is on Synthroid. She was stable on her meds until about three weeks ago when she started having more depressed mood. She's wondering if the medication is no longer effective and if she needs to switch. She was sent for a consultation and management. You have bipolar disorder and you're on Seroquel. Seroquel is a, what's called a mood sta- stabilizing medicine. It usually treats so- things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. So it's very common for you to be on Seroquel if you have a mood disorder. Ser- uh, Ser- Seroquel or what's called K- um, catiapin um, usually works on dopamine receptors, but we really don't know how. Okay. So the mechanism is still not really widely known with Seroquel. Um, We do know that there are studies in animals that show that it's relatively safe. There's not a lot of human studies on Seroquel, but the ones that we do have don't show any harm, many structural issues to the baby. So generally speaking, if we have somebody on Seroquel, then we would continue it on Seroquel. Okay. Now, when you are pregnant, your blood volume doubles in the pregnancy. So the medicine that you were on before is almost like diluted. A lot of the times, if you have known thyroid disorder or known mood disorder and you are on a certain dosage, then we always want to titrate you up to the lowest effective dose. If your seroquel is not working, it's not, not that it's no longer effective. It probably is not dose appropriately because now you have twice the blood volume and you're still taking the same dose of Seroquel. So I would talk to my provider about the doses of Seroquel because of the volume of blood that it's circulating in. Okay. Same thing with levothyroxine or the same thing as Synthroid. That's your medicine to replace your thyroid hormone. Now, Pregnancy hormones do uh, are very similar to thyroid hormones. So that's why the pregnancy hormones also interact with your thyroid gland. And that can sometimes cause your the stimulating part of your thyroid hormone to be a little bit lower, okay, artificially low, because it thinks there's more thyroid hormone circulating around than there really is. It's just pregnancy hormone. Now, because of that, we do have to check your thyroid levels periodically in pregnancy. And so if you're, I would recommend you getting your thyroid levels checked and then adjusting your levothyroxine, aka Synthroid, if your thyroid levels, overall thyroid hormone level is lower, okay? So it could be that your depressed mood could be because your thyroid is not controlled, or it could be that you're not on a, an effective dose of your Seroquel, okay? So it's good that you're noticing this, like, hey, my mood is starting to be a little bit more depressed now, what's going on, talk to your providers so they can understand what's going on and so they can adjust your medicines accordingly 
and check your labs to make sure your thyroid is normal. The case pearl for this case, depressing symptoms can worsen in pregnancy due to dilutional effects of the medicines. So always talk to your provider if you're starting to become symptomatic when you weren't symptomatic beforehand. All right, medical intern, do we have any email cases? We do. And this one says, Dr. Plenty, I've been taking Buspar this pregnancy, but is it safe to continue it while breastfeeding? Ask about different medicines while breastfeeding. And generally speaking, if you were taking it in a pregnancy and it was safe, then it's generally safe to continue while breastfeeding with a, with a couple of exceptions. Some of the pediatricians are going to discourage you from breastfeeding if you are more than two different antidepressants at the same time. Okay. And that's because some studies don't show what the combined effect of these medicines are on the developing baby and the developing baby's brain. In the breast milk, most of these drugs do not readily pass through the breast milk, but they're expressed in very small amounts, Buspar being one of them. And so usually if you're taking, I don't know, 7.5 milligrams of Buspar, okay, three times a day, which is pretty regular dose, then the amount, the concentration that's expressed in the breast milk is less than 1% of that concentration. So the baby's only getting a very tiny amount. So theoretically, we would tell you it's very safe to continue to breastfeed. We don't want you just to wean off of your medicine altogether. And then you're not, you don't even have the energy to breastfeed because you're in a depressed mood. So we would rather you continue your antidepressant and breastfeed. And if you can wean off of it, then wean off of it. If you still need it, then we keep you on it. But we would generally encourage you actually to continue to breastfeed while you're on antidepressant. Now, if you're on more than one antidepressant, then definitely talk to the baby's pediatrician and your OBGYN about, hey, can I breastfeed being on two or three different agents? And they should give you the safety profile of all of the agents that you're on to make sure that each one of them are considered relatively safe in um, with breastfeeding. But generally speaking, if you're on one in pregnancy, you generally can continue it um, while breastfeeding, but definitely talk to your provider to make sure that your specific medication and the combinations of medicines that you're on are safe together for the baby in breastfeeding. All right, medical intern, do we have any more cases? And she's shaking her head. No, thanks so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls podcast. I hope you've learned a little bit more about antidepressants in pregnancy. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure to share with your friends, rate and comment. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or a unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. For more quick talks about pregnancy complications, check out the YouTube channel and make sure to check out the website at drnicoleplenty.com for free pregnancy downloadables. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Bye.
Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a Mean Old Lion Media production.